What's good, everyone? Welcome to Geeks Who Watch Football. I am your host, Jeff Jackson. Joining me is my wife, Emma Jackson. Hello. And we're going to talk a little Uncharted. So, but before we get into all that, just remember this is Geeks Who Watch Football. We post episodes covering football and video games. You can find it wherever you're listening to this, whether it be Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Or you can find it on the Facebook page, or you can find it on my Twitter account, at MadTitan1018. Please leave a like. Please leave a review. Uh, I'm going to have to start bribing people to leave reviews because it's getting pretty barren out there. But I'm going to have to come up with some idea to get people to do it. Uh, but no, getting back into it, uh, I figured this would be a good episode to do Uncharted. And for people asking why, is the Legacy of Thieves collection came out at the end of January. That was a PS5 remaster of the... Uncharted 4 and Uncharted Lost Legacy. It retails at 50 bucks US dollars. And I have to say that because when I looked at my like anchor shows you where people are listening, there's some people in Europe. So I don't, oh, interesting. So I don't want to, I know that sounds stupid for me to say US dollars, but for those randos out in the Europe, thank you for listening, but it's 50 US dollars. <laughs> but it should also be noted that if you have the game on already own Uncharted 4 and Uncharted Lost Legacy, it is a $10 upgrade fee, which is what mine was. So you go to the PlayStation Store. Is that and with PlayStation bucks. Plus? That's why? Or no, just if you already have it. If you already have it. That's nice. Um, you're th- I was, of course, thinking of PlayStation Plus, you get the game Uncharted 4 for free on PS5 as well. But for me, I think Lost Legacy, I actually own own digitally. Yeah. And it probably has my save data picks up on for Uncharted 4. Because Uncharted 4, I had disk data. Because I have the disc still for that. But but yeah, so it's a $10 fee. Uh, in addition to that, because I was a super nerd to get ready for this, because it was my wife's bright idea to why not just go through the entire Uncharted series. So if this <laughs> podcast is three hours long, I'm blaming you. But I played the Uncharted collection remastered by Bluepoint, uh, which came out on PS4, which was the PS3 trilogy. Uncharted, uh, Uncharted 1, Uncharted 2, Among Thieves, and Uncharted 3, Drake's Deception. So I replayed in the span of one month. I have literally played through all five Uncharted's, not counting Golden Abyss on PS Vita. But we're not going to talk about that one. That one was made by Sony Bend, which is not Naughty Dog. We're talking about only the Naughty Dog made Uncharted's. So I figured we'd start off with, and we can give a review. I figured the easiest way to do this is because for those of you who don't know, I have my wife on because Uncharted is, as everybody knows, Dark Souls is my favorite video game series of all time. Uncharted is probably my second favorite. Uncharted is widely regarded as one of Naughty Dog's most popular series. To me, it's what established them as one of the best studios in the world. It is increasingly popular. It's getting its own movie February 18th. And... I can't wait to see where they go in the future, even if it's not made by Naughty Dog, but it had such an impact on me and my college life and me as an adult. And for Emma, I think it ranks among your top series too. I know like Mario's up there for you, the 3D Mario games, but. Yeah, I think Uncharted was one of the games that I stole from you and took over at some point. And then I, I don't know which one I played first or saw you play first, but. Yeah, I definitely went back and started with number one, played through that. I platinumed one, finished two, did not finish three. We don't talk about that. I might have platinumed four too, I don't remember, because I played a lot of that. And then I definitely platinum Lost Legacy. Lost Legacy, yeah. So yeah, they're I don't remember which one. Faves. I don't remember which one you watched me play through first. I want to say it was four before Probably. you stole it. 
because then you went back and played the Legacy Click, yeah. which is, by the way, the best way to play it for people. When we talk about this review, we're not talking as much about the multiplayer. We're talking about the PS4 remasters of the PS3 games. Uh, and then, obviously, the PS5 remake or up-res of the PS4 games. So we're not talking about the multiplayer. We're not talking about the PS3 originals. So I figured it'd be easiest for us to go game by game with this. So this is going to be a long episode. We're going to be taking breaks throughout. But um, I figured we'd start with where the Uncharted games rank among our favorites, which is a hot topic because there are a couple games, too specifically, that really are all over the place for people because I was perusing to see if people were going to boo me for my ratings Mm -hmm. of it. You know, but I'll just go through mine first and you can go through yours and we can get into the nitty gritty. I just wanted to establish that as a guideline first for people to know where we're coming from. And it should be noted that as we both stated, this is our favorite, one of our favorite series of all time. None of these games are bad games. So if we have a game in this list ranked dead last, it doesn't mean that it sucks. It's just somebody had to be last. So for me, from the order of worst to first, I got to think this through. This has changed, by the way, because like I said, I played through all five of them in the last month, so I have a really refreshing memory. I have my notes here in front of me of the Uncharted's. For me, it goes, the worst one to me is Uncharted 1, the original, uh, Drake's Fortune, followed by Lost Legacy, followed by Uncharted 3, followed by Uncharted 2, with Uncharted 4 being the best one. Okay. And I can see the shock on my wife's face. <laughs> I don't think you're shocked by the top, really, though. No. And and we can get into it of the details why. It basically proves that list. Uncharted 3, and I have my reviews as we go individually piece by piece. Uncharted 3 was the hardest game for me to place because there are a lot of factors of Uncharted 3. Some people have this among the best, and some people have this one among the worst. But when we review that game, we'll get into why. But for me... I like Lost Legacy a lot. I like other games, but for the life of me, I can't put my number one Uncharted as a game that doesn't have Nathan Drake. So for me, Uncharted 4 is my top, but I put a little caveat in there of you have to play other Uncharted's to make Uncharted 4 worth it, if that makes sense. If Uncharted 4 is the only Uncharted you're going to play, it's not going to be seen as the best because they have a lot of throwbacks and references to the previous entries. Because we've yeah. already built up relationships. It would be a good game, but you wouldn't understand a lot of the stuff. So Correct. You wouldn't think it was that great. If you're only going to play one Uncharted game and that's it, I would say Uncharted 2 or 3 would be better than on the list. Because those games are more self-contained stories. I would even say 3 you might be lost. It might be just 2. Might be the only one you could play if you got to play just one. But I don't know why you would play just one of these games. They're not that long. They're not big of a time, that big of a time commitment. And they're absolutely fantastic two or three of them have one game of the year. So there's no reason to just play one, but so what about you over there, Emma? <laughs> Cause you were right, so going. Yeah. I was a little confused. It's been a while since I played them. So I it, had to refresh my memory, but um, okay. So last place for me is number three. <laughs> um, the only one she didn't. I, I, could, I got stumped on that game and I could not beat it and I gave up and I never went back to it. So number three is last. Um, Shame. Then I would put number one. Then I would put number two. My second place 
is Lost Legacy. And my first place is Uncharted 4. So obviously at the list, and like we said, we can get into it. The one key difference for us, obviously, is we almost have Legacy and 3 flipped. So instead of pooping on 3, because <laughs> I was obviously saying why I like 4 so much, why is Lost Legacy so high in yours? Without getting too specific, because like I said, we will cover that when we get into the review. Oh, I don't know. Lost Legacy was definitely one of my favorites. I just feel like I like it ranks high for me, but I can't make it my number one in, in a game that's, you know, Nathan Drake is the star. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I think the reason I was doing that is I hope Kevin is listening to this podcast. Kevin, who's on our movie reviews, because Kevin has not played Lost Legacy. He pooped on it. And I know Sarge and Phil and them are probably listening to this and know that Kevin pooped on it and said it's not worth it for him, even though Sarge is like, it's a $10 investment to play Lost Legacy. So worth it. For $10, it's worth it. I mean, it's like its own game in itself, too. Like, I don't know if you would, why someone would want to play Lost Legacy without playing any of the Uncharted, but you totally could because could. it is its own story. Like, yeah, they obviously, you know, reference Drake and Sam's a little lair. Um, you know, that's where the characters are from. But like the story of Lost Legacy itself is so good that it's like its own standalone. And the upper is obviously for people who don't know, everybody knows it's got Three different modes. It's got performance mode, which is uh, 60 frames per second. It has quality mode, which is the 4K resolution, like the uprising for PS5. And then there's a like a super boost mode, which is like 120 frames per second for those who have the TVs or gaming monitors to support it. I do not, but which is absolutely ridiculous, 120 frames. But that's basically what you're paying for. I always tell people, if you already played through the games for $10, it's worth going back to replay them. You get a new trophy list as well. You know, yeah, the multiplayer is not included, but I think it's worth the investment. Now, for 50 bucks, if you've already played them, maybe not, but you're not, if you've already played them, chances are you already have them on your system, so you're paying 10 bucks. Now, if you haven't played an Uncharted, I would say it's worth 50 bucks for those two games because I think both of those games are getting over 30 oh, yeah. hours. You know what I mean? As somebody who's, if you haven't played an Uncharted game yet or you played the first three, like you're going the remaster collection, you bought the PS4 remasters for 20 bucks, and then you're going to this one, I would say it's absolutely worth 50 bucks for those two. I agree. Those games look good now. Those, those games still look better than a lot of PS5 games out there right now. So, but yeah, we'll start it off with Uncharted 1. Uncharted 1 came out in 2007. Um, I have my notes here of story and my gameplay notes as I took place. It was written by Amy Henning and uh, directed by Neil Druckmann. Um, my short paragraph summary review, and we can get into it, is Uncharted Drake's Fortune is the first entry in what would become one of Sony's most iconic franchises. At its time, it was a technical marvel, showcasing what the PS3 could do with water physics, detailed character animations, and motion. Uh, Naughty Dog was ready to move on from its cartoony mascot platformers like Crash Bandicoot and Jack and Daxter in light of a more realistic popcorn flick-inspired by the likes of Tomb Raider, Indiana Jones, and Gears of War Combat. They ultimately succeeded with an entertaining romp that shouldn't take more than a weekend to finish. It does suffer from disappoint, uh, disjointed pacing, action, platform, action, and we'll get into what that means in a second. And the gameplay hasn't aged as well as the sequel counterparts, but this remains a solid title and one that people should play. So Uncharted 1, to me, replaying that is the one that has aged the worst, which is why it's at the bottom of my list. Yeah, it's just, it's really, like, lower on the list just because it is an older game. 
2007, you said? Yes. PS3 first. This was like one of the first launch window games for PS3. Not the launch game for PS3, but within a year of it. Yeah. That's really the only reason it's lower. It's still a good game. And I feel like this is like the first entry point of a game. This was a studio still discovering itself. And it took inspiration, but Uncharted 1 didn't do enough to me to separate itself from like the mo- the games it was inspired by, which was Tomb Raider, Indiana Jones, the movie. Like it felt like this is entertaining, but you know, it's not doing anything to branch out on its own yet. The sequels would. But I think the story is pretty straightforward. The treasure is um, El Dorado, you know. I think that's a simple enough catch to it. You know, uh, Drake and Elena are trying to get in, you know, they're meet up with each other. They're trying to find, you know, Drake's coffin. It's empty. They go on this adventure. They find out the treasure's cursed, yada, yada, yada. The villain is not the true villain. Uh, you know, Gabriel Roman's the villain throughout it, who Sully owns a debt to, you know, uh, Navarro ends up being the final villain. It's kind of like what I mean by what I don't like about the game. I like the graphics at the time. My mind was blown. Like when Drake jumps in the water and comes out and the graphics show him wet, I was like, Jesus Christ. You know, like that's unheard of at the time, you know. And I think the graphics of like their facial animation caption, they show them with the suits of little stupid dots sticking out of the actors, you know, like Nolan North and them. Like the the animations were top notch at the time. They're still pretty good to this day, but like at the time it was a graphical marvel. Um, the only thing I don't like is the checkpoints suck ass. When you die, you end up going to back to the beginning of a segment. The platforming doesn't feel quite as tight. Like you're not gripping on the stuff. You got to be very precise in Uncharted One, where they would open that up later on. And then lastly, the game is disjointed in the sense of it's very okay. Here's an open area. You're gonna cover and shoot twenty guards. Okay, now there's platforming. You're not gonna be shot while platforming. You know what I mean? Where Uncharted games after that blended it more seamlessly. It was very predictable of like, oh, this is an open area. We're going to fight guys. Okay, that area is done. Now we're going to do platforming. Oh, now we're going to do action. You know what I mean? It was very divided up into it, which I, which obviously they would fix in the next Uncharted's. Yeah. Um, I should have done that. That would have been a good idea for the Uncharted's. Rake in the treasure hunt because all of them have a treasure point to it. What did you think, Emma? I know why you probably have this up higher. This is our introduction to a lot of the characters, Elena, Sully, uh, Drake. I thought the ending was very interesting of that, which made it a horror game. <laughs> when you're in the U-boat and you discover that the El Dorado, that they don't want the gold, the, the, the villains, they want it for the curse as a chemical weapon. Oh, yeah. And it turns into a zombie horror shooter, you know. And I remember playing this game like, this is a Naughty Dog game. Why the hell is this Resident Evil like? And it has an age as well. The monsters look like shit, but. It is like Resident Evil. It was very creepy with the hallways. Poor Eddie Raja gets killed. who We're supposed to know who he is, but we don't. It's like a re- him and Drake had a previous relationship. I do think the jet ski and um, Jeep segments are really good. Those are very action heavy when you're flying around in the jet ski shooting rocket launcher. Um, they would kind of blend that more into the later entries. You like, you could see the entries here of like, this was their first crack at it. Cause they wanted yeah, it's to like be very basic. <laughs> yes. And they would expand on this very more or a lot more. I mean, like, you know I mean? Like that's why I'm cutting the first one some slack because everyone's like, okay, but can they expand? And most game sequels, when they get the budget to do it, will expand in the sequel. It's just, this is their first crack at it. They were still a studio coming off of cartoony platformers. Like, so for them, 
I think they did good. Is there anything you wanted to add to this, Emma? Because the only other part that was awkward and you made fun of me about was the final boss in this game where I died about 100 times. Oh, I remember dying a million times at that one too. Restarting over and over. It was great when I went back and trophy hunted and I played it on easy mode. <laughs> it was a lot better. <laughs> Actually, when you go back and play it again, you get to keep all your guns. That's why it's easier. But Yeah, and I think, like I said, this was a nice wholehearted... It's one of the shortest entries, I believe, besides Lost Legacy. Like, this is one of the shorter games in the yeah, series. Yeah, very fast. You could breeze through this game in two days. Um, I think my clocked in at like seven hours, six hours. So you could breeze through this game. It's a perfect game rental. I know there's no renting games anymore, but in terms of that's what I thought of it at the time. I'm like, this is a good game. Like people giving it a not like 9.5 or better. I'm like, yeah, cause it's just not quite long enough. There's not enough meat on the bone, so to speak, but it was a very entertaining, didn't take itself too seriously type of story, you know, but ultimately it's still a first good effort for the series, you know, but is there anything else you wanted to add to Uncharted 1? Nope. Nope. <laughs> to me, it has one of the weaker villains. It has one of the weaker treasures, too. Like, El Dorado's pretty cool as a treasure, but I think all the other games have a better insight to it. And I think all the other games have a better villain, too. So, I think that's why it ranked near the bottom for both of us. All right, next up is the big one. Uncharted 2. Uncharted 2 was the follow-up released in 2009. Mm -hmm. It was same thing. Amy Henning, Neil Druckmann, Bruce Straley. Um, I have my review right here for it. Uncharted 2 Among Thieves is one of the best sequels in gaming history. It improves in every area, establishing Naughty Dog as one of the best studios in the world. The pacing is excellent. The story has much added depth, and the villain is the best in the series. And even adds multiplayer, which took up many nights of my college days with my friends. Diverse landscapes and great sequences such as Borneo and the train are iconic and levels that I make sure to replay every couple of years. The gunplay is serviceable and the ending sequence is a big difficulty spike, but otherwise Among Thieves is a perfect game. One that will remain in my gaming library for a long, long time. I definitely that? remember the train. That's a hard part. That's probably the most <laughs> iconic. It's, you know, both parts of the train. Climbing the train when you've been shot. And then yep. the other train, when you're trying to catch up, which leads to you getting shot and collapses. Like when you got to shoot down the helicopter. Um, for those who listen, I think I did this episode like a week or two ago. Uh, Uncharted 2, I ranked as one of my best gaming sequels of all time. Uncharted 2 literally does everything better than one. Like <laughs> literally does every It won game of the year for IGN and many other outlets. The multiplayer was one of the best multiplayers on the PlayStation 3 at the time besides Resistance. And like Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, it was a very, very, like, it took everything up a notch. You, anything you point to, it was better. Graphics, yep, much better. Platforming, much more, uh, much more fluid. Gunplay was better. Story was much better. Villain was the best in the series, like I said before. Checkpoints were fixed. Like, the bot, like, I mentioned earlier how I hated how it was action, platform, action. This blends it all. It feels like this game's pacing is perfect. Like, you're kicked off a cliff, and it doesn't stop the whole drive, I feel like. Like, you, the beginning of the game, you're in a train, and you're climbing it as it's collapsing off a mountaintop. Then, in the snowstorm, you got to fight enemies. Then you flash back to a heist. You know what I mean? Like, every single event just keeps going and going and going. Like, it doesn't stop. And I, yeah. I think that was one of the few games I... 
bum rushed when I beat it. And to me, it was one of my first tens as a kid growing up, like 10 out of 10s. Like I absolutely love this game. Um, the characters are fantastic. I think that's what I like so much about Uncharted 2. Lazarevich is a great villain. Elena comes back. They have a little bit of a love triangle, which I love with him and Chloe. Him, Chloe, and Elena, because Elena and him break up, and Chloe's kind of the new thing. You know, and Elena makes the joke last year's model. Like, Sully's in it. There's great lines. All the characters are great in this game, except for one, and the game makes fun of him for not being great, and that's Jeff the Cameraman. <laughs> I was going to bring him up. <laughs> He's the only one that's the bland character, and the game makes fun of him for it. Oh, poor Jeff. Yes, yeah, us, us Jeffs are very underwhelming, I guess. I'd agree, though, that that's probably one of the best parts of Uncharted 2 is the characters. I, I like the sass between the two women and Drake being awkward in the middle and and Jeff. I like Jeff. Like, Sully's great in the beginning, too, and then he dips out. Harry Flynn is a great villain, too. Oh, yeah. Flynn was fantastic. Like, besides Lazarevich, the treasure was good, the Chintamani Stone and Marco Polo's Lost Fleet. And you notice with the Uncharted's, which I like, is they all do a mythical thing. Like Uncharted 1, it was the Outbreaker and the Infected, right? That kind of were like zombies, but they weren't. And Uncharted 2, it's the people that drank the Chintamani Stone, or which was the tree, the tree sap, which made them like yetis. They didn't look like yetis. They wore costumes, but they were super powered. Um, once again, like I said in the review, though, the difficulty spike at the end was absolutely absurd, though. When you had to fight Lazarevich, who's a complete dickhead. He's running around in a tree in a circle, shooting you and throwing grenades at you, and you have to blow him up with a tree sap, which is incredibly tough while dodging grenades. And the ending sequence in general, when you got to fight all those yeti assholes while the buildings are collapsing, it can get really tough. And if you miss jump a jump, you die. So that difficulty spike at the end is a little bit of a kick in the teeth, but literally everything else, you know, is fantastic. Borneo, I think, is very underrated. The part with the city, like urban warfare, when you're running from the jeep shooting it. When you got to fight the helicopter on the rooftops, you know, and it has one of the greatest trophies of mankind, like the Marco Polo trophy. <laughs> when you're with Chloe up on the rooftop and you jump in the pool and he's like, Marco, and she doesn't respond. And then when you get out of the water, he says, fish out of water. Like, that's like clever writing. The humor. Yeah. Me and my friends like quoted Uncharted 2 when we swam like for like months. Like it was a very well written game. Like it blew me away. I knew it was good. And people recommended it to me, but I didn't know it'd be this good because I liked Uncharted One, but I'm like, it's game of the year. This one, like, come out, like, cause I didn't get it till Christmas, and it came out, I believe, in November. Um, and everybody was raving about it, and I played it. Like I said, I believe I beat it that weekend when I was home from break. Like, I didn't stop playing it. But even Tencent or Ten Ten, I forgot his name, Tensing. I'm yeah. probably butchering it. Who doesn't speak English, but you can understand him. Like very, like, you know, the dialogue's great. Even the ending is like very witty and clever, you know, with Elena believing to be dead. And then she's like, on a scale one to 10, how scared were you? And he's like a two, <laughs> you know, and she's like, well, what's a 10? He's like, clowned. <laughs> it's like very, very great writing. Um, like I said, the gameplay was fantastic. Um, the gunplay is like I said, compared to like other shooters is okay. But like I said, the story drags you through. It has a great concept that has great, like, like you said with the characters, I think you hit it on the nail on the head. The script's fantastic. Like I like every character in this game. Um, I know you had, you had Uncharted 2, what is your second favorite? Like me? No, third favorite. Yes. Third. Third on the list. Um, 
you never got to play the Uncharted multiplayer, like I said, because we're doing this based on the Blue Point remaster, so there's no multiplayer. Um, what aspects of Uncharted 2 did you like the most? I know you said you liked the characters between it. Was there anything else that stood out to you among on this game compared to the others in the entry in the series? Because for me, it's definitely the characters as well. The characters, specifically the villain, the story is what makes Uncharted 2 to me so good. Yeah, I would say like the story um, with the main villain is better. Um, just how it flows. I think you brought up a good point of the pacing of it. There's no everything flows naturally. Like yeah, you're which in a, is why you said it's one of those games that you don't want to put down because it makes sense. Yeah, and I think you brought up a good point because it goes from the jungle to the city of Borneo to the mountain, you know, that a train, which takes you to the mountains, like it all makes sense. Like you're covering diverse landscapes, but it's not like, Hey, we woke up in the mountains. Yeah. It's hey, not like we some do. weird, like uncharted three, <laughs> which does that. Or, yeah. Like they all make sense. Yeah. The only complaint some people have is like Sully's not in it enough. Cause he's kind of in the beginning and the end, but I know you love Sully. He's like, not my favorite character. I don't, oh, hate, yeah. I don't hate Sully, but he's like your favorite. I love Sully, a.k.a. Victor goddamn Sullivan. You know, but I think everybody has a... Who do you identify the most with, by the way? Who do you like? <laughs> now, who do you identify with? I asked that, like, who do you like? <laughs> who do you like the most as your character? I think I'm uh, Chloe. <laughs> Mine's Sully. Who He's do you my like? my favorite? Yeah. Like, uh, I probably like Chloe. Chloe? She's... I think Chloe's fantastic. Though you, you in this game you want you're supposed to like hate her, but because like she's her. the bad girl. In yeah, two. she's like the mean girl, but I like her. She's funny. But she's not though in a way too because they cover that later in the game. Like Elena's the good church girl type that she even makes fun of her uh, Drake for, like the white picket fence type. But... You know it always pisses me off. I always want to mix up their names because I think. Chloe looks like an Elena, and Elena looks, looks like, like a Chloe. All the Chloes I know are blonde. Like, yeah, so it's like yeah, and like yeah, like a blonde chick named Elena. And it's because she's Australian, okay? She's Indian technically, but then their family moved to Australia. So Chloe's Australian. Chloe, yeah, I think Chloe is an Australian is name. I think so. I want to Google search this because I Any think it Australian is. Australian people listening. It's not Hindu, that's for sure. No. Uh, but she looks like she should be, like, Spanish or something, and Elena would make sense. Not for the blonde chick. Oh, my God. But, no, Chloe Elena was... was always my Spanish name that I had to pick in Spanish class. Did you ever do that? Yes, I was Jose. Jose! <laughs> should be Jefe. Jefe. Hell, Jefe. No, you always had to pick from, like, a book, and there was never any E name, so I was always stuck with Elena. Good to know, so I ended up with an Elena. <laughs> Great. Me and Drake are similar. But is there anything else you wanted to add to Uncharted 2 before we go on break? No. No. Like you said, I think the two segments that stick out the most to me are train and helicopter. Yeah, the train is super fun. Train is a lot of people's favorite. And it's, like, it's just like start to the bang. So. And then the train sequence itself with getting on the train while you're being chased by a dude with a chain gun while the helicopter's blowing off pieces of the train car while you're jumping forward, like, and then you shoot it down with a rocket launcher. It's intense stuff. Casual. <laughs> Casual stuff in a Drake. And before we cut the break, I know I was going to laugh at, 
they make the joke of like and Uncharted 2 is the only game to bring it up. Like the casual Drake's just doing this. He's a casual treasure hunter and he kills like a hundred dudes. That's beyond he kills an army's yeah, worth of guys. Every time he's doing this headlocks, <laughs> I'm like, is he like he's not just knocking these. They make a out. snap noise. It's a like they he is straight up murdering hundreds of people. Drake's like a one man army he man. Doesn't even care. Well, Blazarvitz makes that joke at the end of like you and I aren't so different. He's like, I'm nothing like you. He's like, How many of my men have you killed? And he's like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> like quite a bit. I know it's all lighthearted and it's supposed to be fun with how many guys, but Drake's like a cold book. Drake might be the freaking Walter White of the treasure hunter universe. How many men he's killed? He's like a freaking between all four games. I know you're suspended your disbelief, but in those four games, man, he's killed like thousands of people. But glad he has no remorse. But on that note, I think that's a good time to cut to break. When we come back, we will talk about the diversive diversive the decide the divisive disputable whatever you want to call it uncharted 3 we'll be back and we're back so we covered the first two games in the series going through this uncharted romp uh we went from worst to best or worst to first you know with uncharted 1 to 2 now we're going to get into uncharted 3 drake's deception which to me is the most divisive game in the series I think depending on how you rank this game is depending on what you like in Uncharted games or what you look for. And depending on what you look for, this could rank near the top of your game or top of the list or near the bottom of the list, like Emma. So I have a quick review here and then we'll get into all the points. Uncharted 3 Drake's Deception is a tricky entry to review, one with mixed reception amongst its fans. On one hand, it has the best set pieces in the series with gameplay improvements that still hold up today. The puzzles are well done. The environments are diverse and visually stunning. On the other hand, the story is all over the place with plot holes that aren't explained and, and some too familiar arcs that have already been done in Uncharted 2 in previous entries. Gunplay also feels off compared to 2. Can't explain what it is. Where the ranks in the series where this ranks in the series depends on what you prefer slash think make up an Uncharted experience. I think this game has some of the highest highs in the series and some of the lowest lows. Um, I think we can put, this is probably the first one I think we can really delve into like piece by piece, because I think this game is all over. Um, I'll start with me. The positive to me are the set pieces in this game, specifically one that's in the new Uncharted movie trailer. It has the airplane in the cruise ship sequence, which to me are some of the best. I don't think any of the other Uncharted's can top it. I think both of those are the two best set pieces in the series. For those who don't know, the cargo plane, when you're fighting the plane, the hash gets out and you're climbing up the Jeeps while dodging dudes shooting at you. And then you're traversing the desert. Uh, the treasure in this one is a ram of the pillars uh, centered around St. Lawrence of Arabia and his journey. <laughs> don't mind that. That's not Emma's stomach growling. That's the dog whining outside the door. <laughs> but... It covers that, and then also the villain of the series. And I bring up the treasures because I think at the end it'd be cool, like what treasure we had had us the most intrigued. Marlo is the villain, but we can get into the story gameplay wise. The gunplay feels off. They even released a patch which lets you quote unquote switch it back to Uncharted Two. So I don't know what it was. If it was like the snappiness of it, the sensitivity, it just didn't feel like what Uncharted Two did. Uh, but. The action was still fantastic. The gameplay improvements made were like when you're hanging and you can shoot up. The one feature that was only in this Uncharted game that was not in the other one where you could throw back grenades, which was nice. 
Um, like I said, I had some cool set pieces riding the horses and shooting rocket launchers. For me, like I said, the cruise ship is the best with the, what I feel like, and we can get into Emma, the story before we get into that, where they designed the set pieces, the story around the set pieces instead of the set pieces around the story, which is, I feel like what Uncharted 2 was. Uncharted, right. Uncharted 2 had a well-told story and put the set pieces around it of, okay, we're going to go from the city to the mountains. A train will be involved. Okay, let's do a cool thing with the train. Where Uncharted 3 is like, surprise, it's Ramses. It's like, who the fuck is this pirate? It's like, we want a cruise ship segment. Let's have a cruise ship segment. Yeah, very like, out of place. Though well, I did, the, the cruise ship was like probably my favorite part of that game. I know you said you didn't get into, you didn't beat the game. And I think it was because the gameplay frustrated you, right? You were saying, yeah. so just speaking on the gameplay, because we can get into the story afterward, but the gameplay itself, I said the gunplay felt off. Do you feel like it's the difficulty of it or is it the design like you felt unfair against it? Because you did beat 1, 2, 4 in Lost Legacy. So it's not like you're not familiar with Uncharted. Um, I, I mean, I would assume it's the difficulty level for me. And like I played all of these the first time around just on normal difficulty. Um, but yeah, I got to that one part where you're in the sand and you're like approaching a town or something. Yep. And uh, you're, you know, supposed to be sneaking up and killing all these dudes to get up there. And I died so many times and I just gave up because I was like, I literally, I do not know another way to approach this. So I'm giving up. I think there's two parts in the sand. I know what you're talking about. There's one where you're coming in the sand and you're having hallucinations that one's not the part she's talking about because that one's relatively fair. You have no gun. You break a guy's neck. You get a pistol and you start. This going one from was there. where it's like chain guns, dude. Like, and you can't see them because like the sand is blowing. Yeah. So like you think you're being sneaky, and then all of a sudden there's dude in front of you. I know exactly the part you're talking about, and that's the one case where that I think has to do more with game design on that specific part because Uncharted normally are you go. Rah! You run around like an idiot with your chicken with your head cut off and shoot. This game is like, nope, you went the wrong direction. You died. Nope, yes. you went the, like you're supposed to, and I know the part now because I died 10 times on it. You're supposed to like throw a grenade, roll to the left, climb up, kill that dude, use the sniper rifle, shoot a dude, go to the next building, do it like it wants you to play it that way. Yeah. And Uncharted's normally don't do that. No, they're supposed to be more open worlds where you can kind of choose a million if you want to be paths. Yeah, if you want to be sneaky, sneaky, you can. If you I don't, agree with that. Yeah. it's also hard when you know, you die and you're stuck at that save point. It's not like you can go backwards. So you're stuck with whatever guns and ammo you have. And in that type of situation, when you're just supposed to go forward and kill dudes and you can't see, like, there's no opportunity for you to go, like, steal somebody else's gun to help you. Like, I feel like the two most frustrating parts in that game are that, that one you mentioned. And then the other one is the... Oh God, I'm trying to remember the part of it. I almost said part in the cruise ship, but it's not the cruise ship part. It's both times where it told you it wants you to do it a certain way. And if you don't, oh, it's the part where you're approaching the cruise ship and you're going between the U-boats or the boats, I mean. And it's literally like the tidal waves and stuff. And there's a dude up on the the uh, boat with the rocket launcher. And then there's all these dudes lined up on the guard rail with sniper rifles. And it wants you to swim to this platform, swim to this platform, Swim to this one and just slowly but surely go bop, bop, bop. And if you rush it, you're going to die because there's just too many weapons there. And I don't like that because most Uncharted games don't 
do that to you. They say, okay, here's this open, like you said, open world. There's guns lying here and here. If you want to ramble it, go ahead, but you better have some skill. Where this yeah. game was like, if you try to ramble it, no matter how good you are, you are going to die because they are going to one-shot you. Yeah, most of the other fight scenes feel like, you know, you've either got some serious skill or, like, luck to, oh, that guy just missed me, or, oh, I got a headshot. Or, yeah, those kind of scenes in this game feel like they're, they're mapped out. No, I feel like in this game, though, the design was the poor part, but the gameplay, I feel like this felt like the strongest Nathan Drake to me in the sense that I felt most capable to handle combat situations because I could throw back grenades. Um, the hanging while shooting was improved. The melee, there was more of a focus on melee combat in this game than the previous two entries. I felt more powerful in this game, and I like the gameplay focus on melee combat, especially in the beginning. You start off in a bar brawl with Sully. <laughs> You know, and you're trying to pull this Kanzi scheme. Like, I think the gameplay, like I said, there's a lot of loops that I took for granted when I played through Uncharted 3. But playing through it again, I really like to jump up to what they did overall. And like we talked about, I like the set pieces. The cruise ship's fantastic. The desert even is really good. Or good. <laughs> That's a great word to use. It's really good. Uh, but I think the desert's very diverse. Um, I like the puzzles. I know you don't in this entry. <laughs> What puzzles don't you like? Because I like the shadow puzzles. I like the chess-like one where you got to use the Luigi board to move the things around. You got to look at the platforms on the ground to find out where it goes on the space. Like, I just felt like the puzzles are pretty diverse. I hate anything where you have to close the puzzle and look back at your journal. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you have to do that a lot in Uncharted 3. That's really annoying. I feel like in the first three entries, you kind of do. One, two, and three. I think four you don't. In Lost Legacy, you don't as much. Yeah. I think that's a gameplay type thing, though. But I think puzzles is up in the air. What is your favorite puzzles, by the way, of them? Or do you not remember? For me, I think it is three, actually, of the five. I think three is my favorite. I do not remember. Treasures we'll get to at the very end, because we're going to cover them treasure by treasure. Um, the last part of the gameplay I want to touch on is this one also does a mythical thing where the hallucinogenic powers of the gin or some shit where it's in the, like the water and they pull it out. Like it makes Remember, Drake drinks the water and it makes him see shit like the genies yeah, with the flame heads and they like explode and you got to shoot him and you think Sully dies, which is the biggest because they're setting up the whole time of the story for Sully to die. And it does a big old twist on you, which I think is cool because everybody's expecting Sully to die in this game, which you know is my favorite character. But so now we're getting into the part that Emma doesn't like that a lot of people don't like. And to me, this is what makes an Uncharted game if you like it or hate it. If you like Uncharted for this, if you think of Uncharted and you think of moment to moment gameplay, great set pieces, epic action, and great uh, environments, I think Uncharted 3 is going to rank near the top of your list. If you think of the characters, story, the treasure, the build towards the final boss, I think Uncharted 3 is going to be near the bottom. Makes sense. Because I feel like the story behind Uncharted 3 is one of the weaker in the series. Compared to 2, at least. And compared to 4. I'm definitely a story person, so. Because it's all over the place. It's you're trying to hunt down this. And I think it starts strong, by the way, too. With the the secret organization of the Secret Service for Britain. Right? Marlowe has a history. And I love that it goes back and flashes back. Which is why it's higher on my list to Drake and Sully. How Drake and Sully met. And their origins of young Drake and how Marlo was a villain then and how he got his ring that he wears around his neck. 
from the first two games. Like, I think that was all really well done. The part of the stories I don't like is the, like, it doesn't explain a lot of the other features of it, like how Talbot can walk through walls, how Talbot got shot and doesn't bleed. I assume bulletproof vest, but they don't show that. Like, you know, there's a lot of, like, Ramsey's the pirate popping up out of nowhere. You know, and I know it's just, oh, well, he's a pirate. It's like, okay, well, he doesn't show any working with Marlowe and stuff. Like, there's a lot of, like, it doesn't feel like it flows as well. Like, Harry Flynn and Lazarevich were working together from the beginning. You know them. So when you have to fight Lazarevich, or, I mean, Flynn, you know, okay, this guy betrayed me. Like, Marlowe has the good history, but Talbot doesn't as much, if that makes sense. I wish it would have been more on Marlowe in that storyline. And... They committed. I know Emma's going to be bothered by this. The greatest sin in all video games. They kept breaking up Elena and Drake. Like, <laughs> for the love of God. Like, because Elena and Drake broke up at the end of one or at the beginning of two, and then they're back together. And now at the beginning of three, they're like, yeah, no, they didn't. They broke up again. And I'm like, every fan base is like, we just went through the story in two. And Drake and Sully in this game, I feel like, are fantastic. And this is coming from a huge Sully guy. Chloe's in the game with Charlie Cutter in them, but I feel like they're not as well done as they are in two. I feel like Elena's not as well done as she is in two. She's more of the bitchy ex in this one. I feel like she's portrayed as. Now, there's one part of the story I'd like that I didn't pick up on when I first played through it is I like that they cover this after playing through four, Drake's obsession that he has, and that's what led to their breakup. I wish they would have went into more detail on it in Uncharted 3 because I think that would have helped separate it from two of like, Yes, we broke them up again, but here's specifically why. It leaves too much open to interpretation because all he's like is like, I don't know why I can't stop shit. I know. And then they just leave it like that. Like, I wish they would have went into more depth of that, of like Drake's obsessed. Like Sully gets into it with them of like, I taught you better than that kid. You got to know when to walk away. Some things aren't just worth it. You know what I mean? Like they, I wish they would have done that with Elena and Drake of like Elena's like, you just never stop. I wish they really don't go into that till the fourth one. Yes. And the fourth one, I think makes three, three look better, but you know what I mean? That's in hindsight now playing. Yeah. Four. It's like three is the little hop over. Like you said, with all these characters where it's kind of doesn't make sense. Just kind of killing time with them. And it should be noted with uncharted three that uncharted three. And don't even get me started with the random jihad pirates that you're, riding horseback with of we're the protectors of the pillars of Aram. Like they try to do a tensing and it doesn't make as much sense. Like the same thing they tried again, but this game was directed by Amy Henning and Justin. Um, I'm forgetting his last name right now. It was not directed by Neil Druckmann and Bruce Straley. It should be noted that after uncharted two, the team at naughty dog split up into two teams. One team made uncharted three. The other team made the last of us. So it should be noted on that, that half of the team that worked on Uncharted 2 was working on Last of Us. You know what I mean? So it's not the same exact team. Amy Hemming's been with Uncharted since the beginning, but I think it's Justin Richmond is his name, by the way. Um, it wasn't the entire Uncharted team. You know what I mean? And you can kind of tell the difference of it, you know. So one of the, two of the directors on Uncharted 2 made Last of Us Part 1. Um. Is there anything else you wanted to add or that you feel left off with with Uncharted 3? I don't think so. Like I said, the moment-to-moment gameplay I liked a lot. I liked France. I liked um, Saudi Arabia. I liked the desert. I li- like Gameplay-wise, if you just were to describe to me the gameplay, I'd be like, oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. But the story, I'm like, Ugh. I don't like what they did with Elena. 
I don't like the villains as much in this. Everything doesn't flow as well, you know. But. So, yeah, that's a good stopping point for Uncharted 3, I think. And, oh, by the way, I forgot to say it. It's release date was 2011. So it was near the end of the PS3's life cycle. Now we get into Uncharted 4 at Thief's End. Uncharted 4 came out in 2016. This was made by uh, Neil Druckmann. Bruce Straley stepped away from Naughty Dog after making The Last of Us 1. Amy, uh, Amy Hemming left the project and she went on to work for EA Games. So while they took parts of her story, of course, uh, partially through development of this game, she left. So this was just Bruce uh, Neil Druckmann, who's now, he directed The Last of Us Part Two as well. Like he's become basically the main director at Naughty Dog for all their games. Um, Uncharted 4 Thief Sen is the perfect conclusion to Nathan Drake's story. It is a more somber tale with serious tones, which is a departure from the more fun-filled, upbeat feeling in previous entries in the series. Inspiration from The Last of Us can be found everywhere in this title. The gunplay slash gameplay loop is the best in the series, with new mechanics and a new area changing up the formula. Just enough to keep it from feeling stale at this point. The set pieces feel more grounded and realistic, but are still plenty fun enough, and the ending will hit you right in the... Oh, right in the feels. <laughs> the ending will hit you with all the feels. This is the best Uncharted experience and overall the best game in the series. Yes. <laughs> All right, next. Lost Legacy. <laughs> Good review. There we go. I did not write a review for Lost Legacy, by the way. But um, I compare Uncharted 4, in my opinion, because I just mentioned The Last of Us. I feel like Uncharted 4 is, the dark, is like Dark Souls 3. And for people who say, what in the hell are you comparing this to Dark Souls? Dark Souls 1 and 2 were made by From Software. They made Bloodborne. Then they went back to Dark Souls. And while they went back to Dark Souls, they couldn't help but making it feel like Bloodborne because they made Bloodborne already. You know what I mean? It's kind of like when you go back to a high school reunion. You're, you you want to act like yourself, but you're still going to have – like you still grew up a little bit. You still matured. So there was a lot of Bloodborne gameplay in Dark Souls 3, right? And I say this is how Uncharted 4 is. Uncharted, they went back and they kept some of the lighthearted feeling, but you could tell when you play this game that there is a lot of The Last of Us in it. The crate pushing, this is the, you know, this is straight up from The Last of Us. I feel like there are a lot more serious tones hit in this game that were not in the first three Uncharted games. All the all the moments where you got to lift each other up because there's no ladder. Mm -hmm. <laughs> as long as you didn't have to push somebody or push Ellie on a fucking plank across rivers. <laughs> God. Learn how to swim. Um, I don't know. I feel like, and this treasure was, by the way, Avery's treasure. Uh, one of the legendary pirate kings in the lost uh, pirate city. Um, it does bring back all the cast, except for Chloe. Um, it does cover, it brings a new character into the series, uh, which is probably the biggest addition, which is Sam, uh, Drake's brother which we didn't know about that starts with the flashback sequence to basically say, yes, while Drake flashback to meet Sully just before this, his brother was there and his brother's been in and out of his life until he believes he's dead. He comes back into his life. I like that. They did this progression ahead of time though, to show that Drake's older. He's kind of living his life on his own, like with uh, Lena this time. They didn't break him up. They kept <laughs> him together. Um, I don't know. I feel like, I was not as big of a fan of first of Sam because I feel like there's a plot hole of like, okay, where the hell has Sam been for the last three entries? But I know they explain it, but it's kind of like, 
I didn't like Sam as much as I like some of the other characters in the series, but by the end I did, and I get the twist of it. Like I like the twist they did with Sam. Oh, yeah, I think that's how you're supposed to feel. I think when you, they introduce him, you're supposed to be like, "Who the hell is this guy? And where has he been this whole time?" Uh, but by the end, you're like, "All right, Sam." And he has a lot of the same problems as Drake does in the first three games. Uh, this is definitely the game that's like, like the grown-up version. It's like the yes. reunion special after a TV show. It does. Done, it feels like you it, know, yeah. like. They're all older and grown up and reminiscing and thinking of their futures like responsible adults. And speaking of Sam, I know you had frustrations with this. How did you feel like a Sam is your partner in this game? Oh, he is so helpful. There you have it. Not. <laughs> Sam is the worst partner in any of the games. I will stand by that. Oh, he's awful. Because this game, I feel like I'm a... He's always player. standing in your way. Oh, like, such... so I never feel like that with Sully. No. I never feel like that with Elena. Or Chloe. Or Chloe. No. They're, like, actually helpful. Sam is just always farting around doing nothing. <laughs> I swear to God. And this game has much more emphasis on stealth, which Uncharted 2 and 3 had emphasis on stealth, but this one is really, like... It is. You can play through the game fully stealth if you want to, with the exception of the set pieces. Um, and like what Emma's referring to as stealth is more of a focus in this game. And Sam literally runs around like an aloof idiot and they can be spotted and trigger alarms against you, which is why you're like, or uh, when you're trying to hide against the wall and Sam is in your way and you're like, move yeah, idiot. Yeah. And he has the aim of a stormtrooper. He doesn't kill any enemies. He does not help. No, not at all. And he doesn't even distract. I feel like that's the <laughs> other games distract. He doesn't distract. Um, which I feel like he should be a much bigger help than he is, given his background. But yeah, supposedly he taught Nathan everything he knows. Yeah, and there's new mechanics in this game because I understand they got to mix it up. The set pieces do feel more grounded, which will disappoint some. They're not as I feel like they dialed it back a bit, with the exception of Madagascar, when you're like cruising on the butt, ziplining on a jeep while shooting, hanging off a bridge. Like that was like typical Uncharted, but I think everything else is dialed back a little bit more. Yeah, it makes a little more sense. But I will say the only thing I tell people is this. My only beef with Uncharted 4 is the difficulty spikes in this game are atrocious, especially at the end. You saw me getting frustrated with the pirate sequence when you're fighting like literally four dudes with rocket launchers. Or that battle with... Uh, Rafe. Rafe. Or Rafe at the end. Yeah. Yeah, that one's really hard. I do like... The difficulty spikes are there. Also, they do add a Jeep mechanic. They do add a hook shot. Just driving a Jeep everywhere. With the winch. So, <laughs> but I do like the banter between him, Sam, and Sully. They do keep Sully along in this one. Um, Sully just pops in every time you need him with a plane. Yes, he does. He disappears for half the game. <laughs> but, hey, guys. Ah, shoot holes in my shit. Yeah, basically, yeah, Sully is their escape. And he's like the father figure to both Drake and Sam, which I like. Not as much with Sam because Sam was his own man by the time Sully came into Drake's life. But I like that they reflect, and I get why they did it. The game does feel long, though. This is a longer game. Very long. It is much longer than Uncharted's 1, 2, and 3, and even Lost Legacy. Like, But I know why. It's because they wanted to give everybody their due. Like, Sully gets his due in the heist. Sam gets his due for most of the game. Even Elena gets her due at the end. You're playing a lot of segments with Elena. Like, I feel like each character in this game. Butt. 
And I feel like this game, Rafe is one of the better villains in the series too. Besides, he's not quite on Lazarevich's level, but I think Nadine Ross is on Flynn's level for sure in terms of how good of a villain she is. Mm -hmm. Him and Nadine together are very good. The treasure is pretty, like the story's good enough to keep me moving forward. I think the epilogue is definitely the pinnacle of why you and I like this game so much. Like if, for me, I like, I like in this game, I'm playing through it. I'm like, I like it, but it doesn't excite me like two and three did. And then I get to that ending sequence and I get to the ending, like far in the future. And I'm like, Oh my God, like this is how you end a series. At least Drake's tale. This is the end of Drake's story. Yeah. They're tugging on our heartstrings at the epilogue. And it's because you know, it's the last of a game. And a lot of times games just kind of end or, they end on kind of like a cliffhanger, like, all right, on to the next adventure. But this one is kind of nice that it's, you know, you know how these characters end up and the happy ending. Yeah. And I like the changes they made, though, from like, remember how I was bitching about the gunplay in three and how two had good gunplay, but it still was an average shooter. Like Uncharted four has great gameplay. I feel like I can so like solidly say it. The guns have punched. This is a really good shooter. Um. The Madagascar segment, I like a lot. When you're driving down the cliff and you're being chased by the armored tank that's just blowing through buildings, like, I love that part. And I like the exploration of, like, crossing stuff off a map, which Lost Legacy would delve into further. Like, I know they got to mix it up because if they made it exactly like Uncharted 3 with just set pieces and not much story, people would have gotten bored with it. I get that. They tried their best to mix it up. And I love the fact that they have... Elena and him have that fight, but they delve into it this time of like, no, we're going to talk this out versus the, oh, yeah, I know. And then that's it. Like, no, they, they hash it out in this game. It feels like a realistic relationship. Couples therapy. They do. And you get to play Crash Bandicoot in this game, which is absolutely <laughs> awesome. I like that little touch. Right. The little throwback to it. But I'm looking at the time now. How quickly can we cover Lost Legacy? I'm thinking we should take another break here and then when we come back, cover Lost Legacy and then ranking like how we like the treasures and the stories and stuff and then wrapping it up, putting a bow on it. So sure, we'll take this last break and then we'll come back and wrap up the series. Welcome back. We're covering the last game in the entry now in the series is uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy. This one was supposed to be a DLC. It released in 2017. But this one mixed it up a bit. They said it became such a, it was large, ended up being a lot larger than they expected. So they made it into its own game. Not full price, by the way. When it came out in 2017 in the summer, it was $40, I believe, instead of $60. Um, this is also part of the Legacy of Thieves collection, like we were talking about. This one obviously mixed it up quite a bit, Emma, and that instead of playing as Nathan Drake, this does take place after Uncharted 4, but you are playing as Nadine Ross and Chloe Frazier in this one. So for people asking what happened to Chloe or what about Chloe, they get their, you know. Yeah, I feel like that was kind of uh, <clears throat> like in Uncharted 4, you know, they wrap up everybody's stories. You get to see how everybody winds up and except for Chloe. And so I feel like they got those. That was probably the only negative uh, review from four. So they're like, okay, we'll add a little DLC of Chloe's story. And then, like you said, it, you know, they got wrapped up in their own story. So they just made it its own game. And this one is the treasure of the Tusk of Kanish. 
Ganesh. But Ganesh, I'm butchering this one. I need to catch up on my Indian history. Like India history. At the... Ganesh. Ganesh. It's a G. The G. I know I spell it with a K. That's why. <laughs> In my notes. Well, she also has an accent, so. Yeah, I'm going to blame the accent. I've only had one game crash in this so far. I put a note in there for some reason on that. Uh, this is made in Uncharted 4's engine. This has the same gunplay and combat as Uncharted 4. It has the same with the stupid hookshot, stealth, sneaky, sneaky, Jeep driving. It felt like you could tell this was intended for a DLC because of how they were doing it. Because the main Naughty Dog team, because this was not directed by Neil Druckmann, they were working on Last of Us Part 2. So after Uncharted 4 wrapped up, this small team was making Uncharted 4 or Uncharted Lost Legacy. The rest of the team was working on Last of Us Part 2. Um, not that that's a bad thing, because I feel like this game is much more focused than Uncharted 4. It's like they took a lot of the criticisms of Uncharted 4 and fine-tuned it. Yeah, because it's just like a little nugget. It's a little yeah. story, yep. but they flesh it out completely. And I think a lot of people like that. The difficulty sparks aren't here in this game. You don't get overwhelmed by enemies as much as you do in 4. No. Like, you could do stealth, but if you do run in the shit... You can handle yourself. Emma will like this. Nadine is actually a badass in this game. <laughs> you pointed out Nadine is so much more helpful. She might be the best partner in the entire series. Well, yeah, and I'm glad they did it that way because, you know, she was like one of the enemies kicking your ass as Drake. And so I'm glad that when she's actually your partner, she's literally helping you and she's pointing out enemies for you and... And she kills enemies. I've watched her kill two oh, or three. Yeah. If there's two or three enemies left, she will hunt them down and kill them if you don't. Like, the game is not afraid to have her be. Like Emma said, she's a badass and four. She bought both the Drake brothers in the same room at the same time and beat both of them still. Like, she is a badass, and I'm glad they kept that through. I like Chloe a lot. She was one of my favorite characters in the series. I know she's Emma's favorite. Um, the only reason I don't have it higher on my list is just still does feel like a slight expansion to me versus its own and i can't put a game without nathan drake at the top um because nathan drake spoiler alert is not in this game i think that's pretty obvious but his well i think also the reason is it's not like the other games in that you have all these different environments that you're going to and traveling and planes and all this stuff it's you're really just in where are they India. India. Yep. Oh, I shouldn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Correcting so, me and my pronunciations. And then they're like literally just in this one area and driving around. So it feels like a smaller game. Then that's why I have it near the bottom. It's not that it's bad. I like the gameplay. There are some adjustments they make for Chloe, like we talked about already the addition of Nadine, but also the lock picking. There's also, they take the Jeep segment and they made it better compared to four. Like, it's a, the majority of that game. You could spend as much time as you want in that open world with the Jeep in the beginning. It's very open world. And I like it because it's not like you have to go a certain way on the map. You get a map, nope. and if you drive up to a random statue, you can get out of your car and go look at it. Maybe it's something, maybe it's nothing, but the game just lets you explore wherever you want, whenever you want. Yeah, the game lets you kind of do you how you want it and there are some awesome set pieces especially at the end with they have their own train segment which is really good with sam who does appear i like the twist they had of that too of like you're asking yourself because i know you asked me when replaying this how did they end up again like why is chloe with nadine like because they're not related like it makes yeah, sense if sam random. or drake was with nadine or even elena but why like and then you find out why if she was doing this treasure hunt which is the twist at the end with sam 
Sam gets captured. So she then turned to Nadine because Sam said to get Nadine because she knew he knew his brother was retired. Because if you played so, Uncharted 4, you know the retirement story. Yeah. So, like, at the end of 4, when Sully is joking with Sam, like, is Sully talking about... I would assume so, now Sully? that we know it. But why is Sully not in there? But Right. Sully then should be in this game, but maybe he's... He's like Drake in that one of being like, all right, I'm done with this. Let's go home. And Sam is the only one who really wants to keep... Sam and Chloe keep exploring going Exploring and yeah. adventuring, so... Which wouldn't be beyond Sully of because he does do these small jobs. He's his days of doing big jobs are behind him. He's more of the arranger now. He could have easily arranged Sam with Chloe and set that up. And I feel like that makes sense more for Lost Legacy because this was an intentional DLC at first. So that makes sense of this is the yeah what happened to Chloe at the end. Yeah, connected with him too. Yeah, and that's good because Sam's not done with his adventuring. You know, and him and Chloe and Nadine as a trio is good. He spent some life in jail, man. He's got to live it up. He's living it up by, with freedom. by thieving, <laughs> thieving more. <laughs> but the villain's okay in this. He's a little bit of a creep, but um, he's not as memorable to me as the villain from as. Uh, I can't even remember him. He's the war general, Nadine Ross, with his freaking. Apu accent, which is terrible. <laughs> like, but he's supposed to be a war general. They try to make him like Lazarevich. I don't feel like he's as good as Rafe or uh, Lazarevich. I don't even think he's as good as Marlo. I don't think he's the weakest villain. That goes to one, but I think he's near the bottom tier. But Chloe and um, Chloe's relationship is fantastic in this. She's very good. She's very witty. Um, I like their relationship with her and Nadine. I think everything else about the game I like a lot. But like you said, that's what I think I don't like is that there's not a lot of environments and settings. It doesn't feel enough like its own. Like they do some improvement, but it's not. An, it feels like a DLC to me. It doesn't feel like its own thing. Like this is Uncharted 5. Like I feel like they could have with Chloe, by the way, but it would have been, like you said, much more environments. They probably would have added boating segments. They would have added like, you know, a lot more things to it. And I think this one then would have been definitely near the top of my list. But it doesn't drag on as long as four. I will say that. So for people who think Uncharted Four is long, this is definitely not. This is much more concise with it. It's still a meaty enough game, by the way, but it's just it's not nearly as long winded as Uncharted Four was. Yep. So I think that's all of them that we covered. So Legacy of Thieves Collection, pick it up. Like I said, it came out at the end of the month. For those of you who have a PlayStation Five, it is worth a purchase for ten dollar upgrade. It's well worth replaying. If you haven't played it yet, even if you have, like Kevin, like one of our buddies who's on the show all the time, he hasn't played Lost Legacy, it's worth playing it for Lost Legacy too. Lost Legacy is a great, great game. Um, we covered all the treasures, Emma. Now, and I had to like talk us through this, and we can wrap up on this before we head out, because Uncharted is obviously, we've already given what ones we like the most and why we like some more than others and why we don't have some higher on the list. But where do you rank your treasures on this like the story behind the treasures because i know you told me when playing lost legacy of like this is why i play these games i want to know more about these treasures i want to know more about the history behind it of like this explorer did this so just a quick recap and i'm not going to go into all of them number one is francis drake and the el dorado treasure number two is the marco polo his lost fleet and looking for the chintamani stone in shambhala uncharted three is lawrence of arabia um and sir francis drake covering the you know the uh, a ram of the pillars uncharted 4 is 
Captain Avery and the pirate lords convening in a city, all the pirate, the greatest pirate treasure. And Uncharted Lost Legacy is the tusk of Ganesh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and a war general trying to use that for not only the money that would fund his army, but because of the symbolism, that because he's a rebel group to overthrow the, mil- the government. So I think overall story-wise, in terms of the treasure and like why we're hunting what we're hunting, I, for me, I want to say that Lost Legacy is my favorite for that. Ooh. Um, but I feel like it really depends on your own, like, interest for this, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because, like, I I find, like you, I said when you were playing this, I literally... I don't know. I used to be a history major. I'm into this stuff. So, um, and I like, I don't know. I don't know how to say what I'm thinking, but it's more realistic to me because it's like, it's like real <laughs> stuff and like Buddhism really interests me. So this is cool to me. Like I have a little statue of Ganesh. So, so this lure is what interests you is what yeah. you're saying. Cause there's are, there, there are a lot of diverse lures here to cover like parts of the world. Like some people like us history, some people like European, some people and like, like when, when she's Chloe's talking about stuff when they approach, like, you know, the acts of Shiva and whatever, like, and she's given her little history lessons. Like that's fascinating to me. So I like that one the best. Um, I think it ties to Chloe too, because her dad was—that was what her dad was trying to find, which you find out later on. Yeah. So, so it's she more has personal. a person. It's a personal for her, yes. Um. And you don't have to rank them worst to first. You could just say which ones you liked or don't like, or which ones well, you're worst. You know what I mean? If you want to say. My other you're... favorite one is definitely Uncharted Four, with the pirates. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't very, love pirates? Very simply, because I like pirates. Who doesn't like pirates? Oh, like Pirates of the Caribbean was my favorite movie for most of my teen years. <laughs> nope. So yeah, it's like a Pirates of the Caribbean story, and um, I like towards the end when you you know see all like the skeletons of all the pirate lords and find their letters to each other, like, and and the idea of. Um, that Nadine points out of Rafe and Drake fighting over the treasure and Sam in there. Um, yep. Similar to Avery and two fighting over the treasure. Like, I just think that's a cool story and a cool parallel and it ties into Drake's story in general. So it really makes sense. No, I agree. I would say one more thing. The only reason I don't like... Like, I think it's cool, like, the Marco Polo, probably, but I don't like the, like you were saying, like, the little mythological, like, the unrealistic parts of, like, oh, we've got, like, these zombies or, like, people are, like, that kind of stuff I don't enjoy as much. That's not treasure where the two in Lost Legacy have treasure. There's legitimate treasure to it. literally just people are searching this treasure because it's treasure and they want to be rich as opposed to like using something as like a war weapon or whatever. Yeah. Which is one 
two and three basically <laughs> one two and three or that way if it's not really treasure it's something else where four and lost legacy yeah. are it's treasure which that makes sense i always think of the dutchman's treasure when i play <laughs> lost uh untreated four so no i agree with you there that's a good point i don't have lost legacy as high up because i'm not as in tune with my ganesh <laughs> and shiva and all that like i'm not as in tune to that and i'm not as big of a fan of the villain but I do like Chloe a lot and Nadine. For me, the treasure ranks four is near the top of mine as well because who doesn't love pirates? I love the lure behind it. I love that. I like how they have their specialties too. Like Sully makes fun of Drake of like, oh, you don't know this one? He's like, no, Sam's the pirate expert. Like <laughs> they all have their own expertise, like which makes sense that Chloe would be the expertise in her field. Well, and of course, Drake would be the most interested in Francis Drake. Yes. Story Nathan's storyline, which is one and three's treasure. He's on a, like, that's what he studied most of his childhood with. Yes. Cause he was trying to, um, for me, my number one, like four is right there at the top. And I think another one I really like is two. I do like two a lot because I do like Marco Polo. I like the history behind it, but I also like how it ties into, I know it's kind of a whale fart that it's not an actual stone that's worth billions, but Unfortunately, they beat this to death on Uncharted 3 and kind of ruined it for everybody else. But Uncharted 2, I like that Lazarevich is this warlord and he doesn't want the treasure. He doesn't need the money. And Elena keeps telling him, you're missing something. You're missing something. And it's not even as a war weapon. He wants to be the next famous historian general, which everybody knows throughout history, like Napoleon, like Genghis Khan. Like he wants to be like, you know, these guys live longer than people think. And he, I like that they did a little wink, wink to, yeah, it's because of this. And that's why he wants to be that because he wants to be the next great general in history. That's remembered. Like that's what he wants. And so that one tied it to me a little bit more. Cause one, I like the story behind Marco Polo and I like the story behind how it ties to the main villain. I think that's wise. The villain is directly associating with this treasure. Like that's why I like it. I think so much. But, yeah, if we're talking about just treasure to get rich, four I like a lot. Three I was kind of on because they kind of covered it already of, like, the Atlantis of the Sands, which is, like, that's cool. But And I like how it was tied back to, once again, Drake, but I'm not as included. And, like, I don't really like it as much of, like, surprise, it's water they want. It's like, okay. Like, an Uncharted 1, it's El Dorado. Ooh, that's a good treasure. Oh, it's a dead skeleton, which they don't explain in there, which is a curse. It's like, okay, uh, you know, like two and four to me are the ones that are like, but so I think that's, we covered, we managed to do this in under two hours. I give you a lot of props for this is where you can say the, I told you so. Cause I wanted to originally break this up into two parts, like <laughs> the original trilogy and then four and lost legacy to correlate to it. But I think we successfully covered the entire uncharted series and it's, you know, to me, it's my second favorite series of all time. People know Uncharted 2 is in my top 10 favorite games of all time. Like, I really, really love these games. Uh, last question before I get you out of here. Uh, do you think we will see another Uncharted? Doesn't have to be from Naughty Dog, by the way. Do you think we will get another Uncharted? No. Nope. Any reason behind it, or is that just your gut instinct? Your Ganesh coming out? I think if they tried to make another one, it would just be jumping the shark. Like, they did four, and that was their conclusion. Like... You don't think you would see one with Nadine... Well, yeah, Nadine and Sam and them, or no? No, I don't think people care. Plus, I guess you cared. 
<laughs> I know. But you, you but... hear that, you're like, ah, but I like Lost Legacy. It's like, you don't think they could do another Lost Legacy like, or no, do you think it's because that ship has sailed? That came right on the heels of Uncharted 4. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think that that was intended to be their DLC because they left Chloe out of the game. And, I mean, I think if they came out with a random one now about, like, Sam... Who, who who cares? Sorry, Sale. I here's my thoughts on it. Be so it. random. I don't think Naughty Dog will make another Uncharted. I think if they do, it will be by Sony Bend, which is the one that made um, Golden Abyss, and they also made Days Gone. So they're the studio that has the manpower to do it. But I don't think they will either. And if they do, I think it would be a reboot. I don't think it would be Nathan Drake or any of them. I think it would be maybe tied to Nathan Drake, like distantly, like he's a relative or, oh, like my dad worked with Drake and my dad's like, you know, something. I think it would be a completely new cast, like a reboot if they did another Uncharted. If Yeah, I agree. I think it would be Drake's daughter would be the main character. Which they leave that open there for that too, for people. But, but. I still don't think they would. I don't. At the end of the day, even though I'm giving you a lot of shit, I don't think they will either. <laughs> I don't think they would. I think the ship has sailed. They could reboot it in the, a while. But when did Lost Legacy come out? 2017. But people yeah, would say... a long time. But people would say they remade 4 and Legacy. They're paving the way for a new game. Like, that's I don't the think following. so. I think, they're, I think this was like the coup de grace, like the finale. I know Naughty Dog's working on three projects. I don't think any of those three are Uncharted related. I think one is Last of Us related. I think one is the PSVR related. And I think one could be Jack and Daxter. Like, I don't the think The only it's... reason they would come out with another game is if the movie does explodes. really well. Yeah. <laughs> and like Uncharted explodes again everywhere. And then the, the Naughty Dog is going to come back and be like, oh shit, hang on, we got more. Yeah, I could. That's a good point, actually. But. I agree with you. I think, and I think they should leave Uncharted alone, to be honest. I think Me 4 too. and Lost Legacy did. Lost Legacy tied up the bow tie and everything else that was Uncharted 4 didn't answer. Because Uncharted 4 pretty much ends it for Sully, Drake, and Elena pretty good. And then Chloe, Sam, and Nadine get their closure in Uncharted Lost Legacy. So, Side note, I'm very excited about the movie. You and I are the only two people. Phil is not excited. He always sends me the whale fart. Everybody doesn't like that Tom Holland is the chosen one but, but i tell people who give shit on that go play uncharted 3 and play young drake and you'll see what i mean about how they're going with the young drake versus an older person because they want to make more than just one movie exactly they want to and they didn't pick a young drake and old sully like they picked mark Wahlberg as sully that's young like yeah he doesn't have gray hair yet so they can still expand on both of those I'm more excited than others. I don't think this is going to be a 10 out of 10 movie. I think it's going to be an Indiana Jones like popcorn flick, like a 6 or 7 out of 10 type movie. But we will do a movie review on that, by the way, because that is coming up. That is this week. I don't know what I'm going to do. I hmm? no. <laughs> You're not going to see me for a while. Uh, I already told my wife here that I'm going to be like in the basement because you've got Horizon Forbidden West coming out this week. You have Elden Ring coming out the following week. And then you have, obviously, the Uncharted movie this Friday. Batman's coming up in March. You have some other games coming out in March, too. Like, it's just going to be nonstop. I think once this Friday hits, it's going to be like every week. I think for the next month, there's a game coming out. Kirby Forgotten Lands, I think, is like four weeks away. Like, it's just going to be boom, 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 boom. Like, nonstop. But, but no, 
Thanks for joining me, Emma. Uh, thanks everyone who's made it this far listening. Uh, just a reminder, this is Geeks Who Watch Football. We post episodes covering football and video games. Please leave a review. I'm going to have to start bribing people. Actually, don't. I'll probably get in trouble for that. But come up with some way to get people to leave reviews because we need more. Because the more reviews that are generated, the more it pops up on the uh, on the algorithm for people searching for podcasts. Uh, we post on the Facebook page as well, at Geeks Who Watch Football. And you can also follow me on Twitter. I'm at MadTitan1018. Uh, thanks, everyone, for stopping by. And... Have a good week.